You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So this is Fundamentals of the Talmud. We're starting a new chapter, a new semester as it would be, and I thought maybe it'd be worthwhile to dip, swim, imbibe, enjoy Kotchim. So here's not the beginning of Zvachim, but a Mishnah and Zvachim that uh, we'll see. Let's see if we can figure this out. Okay, here you are. You're, 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 you have this Mishnah in front of you. What is it that you're learning? You're learning Kodshim. You're learning Masechta Zvachim, the 10th parak. Kol hatodir mechavero. Oh, that, that, that puts me in, 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 I know those terms, right? Something that's todir, something that happens more common, frequently. Kodim is chavero. It comes first. So here's where we have Tadir is Kodim, something else. So if one thing is more constant than the other, it comes first. All right. Well, I told you this Masechta Zvachim. So clearly what we're talking about here is coming first. Kodim is in terms of being worked on in the Beis HaMikdosh, right? It's a carbon. And therefore the next line sort of indicates that. Hatmidim <clears throat> so even though you know there are special days that you bring a carbon musaf, the carbon tomen comes first. Um, so the carbon shoshachris, any of the, the all the that would be the halacha. Now, um, right away, I guess, and this is really one of the things the gemara is going to deal with is let's say you don't do it correctly. Let's say you do the the one you do it out of order doesn't say that it's possible, right? It just says that do it in the right order. That's the right way to do it. That's the standard procedure. You're, you're going to see in Kachim, and I know you, you're familiar with the Sheila, is the idea that that in Kachim there's this thing of you, you need the Torah to emphasize it twice in order to know that it's possible, it, it won't work otherwise. It, which is an interesting thing that in the, in the, in the secular mundane parts of, of Jewish law. God says, do it this way. You, you, you don't know, right? That's what it has to be. Um, we talked about something similar to that. If you remember on Thursday, we talked about if, if there's a law in the Torah for a Levi or a Kohen to be a Melech, so it's a law. You can't be a Melech then, right? Once once you're over that law, it, it might delegitimize. That's what we were discussing. In the Kachim world, uh, you might have done something wrong, but it doesn't necessarily delegitimize, which is strange, because normally it's like counterintuitive. You would think, oh, in that holy sphere, I've got to do it exactly right. And if I don't, if I, if I alter anything, I've, I've ruined this carbon. Oh, that's not the case. It's actually, you know, you, you, it's almost like Kachim has a power of its own. It has a lot of strict rules, but and we never bring a chatos because you do it the wrong way. No, you don't. You don't bring a chatos. In other words, you, you, when you when, when the record is read, all right, Mr. Cohen, let's take a look and see what you've done. You went to the Beis Hamikdosh every year for thirty-five years, forty years, and you spent every you, you, two weeks there. Yes, yes, I had my two weeks. Okay, let's take a look and see. Oh, that was done. That was done wrong. Oh. This one you did wrong. So basically, however, I guess they didn't catch it before you did it. Now, 
That was a bit of it. That's a bit of it. Here's your report card of your life, Mr. Cohen. A B. Yeah, you're lucky you got that because, and, but you pass, right? In other words, it, it's not like we look at you and we say, you, you ruined all these Corbonos and it didn't work for all those people that, that you were supposed to be the, a servant for. So that's part of the interesting thing here about the laws of Kachim. That's the way it should be. Uh, to me, them called Musafim. But now we get to the nitty gritty. Musfei Shabbos called men So Shabbos Rosh Chodesh could happen. Maybe it'll happen soon. Where Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh come together. Now the question is, which Korban Musaf do you do you put? Do you bring it first? So Shabbos comes first. So even though today's Rosh Chodesh, it's special. But Shabbos comes every week. So therefore, the Korban Musaf of Shabbos would be before that. Similarly, let's say another th- interesting case where it's, this always happens. Musfei Rosh Chodesh. Kodmen musfei Rosh Hashanah. Right? On the Rosh Hashanah, there's always going to be a Korban Musaf, and there's going to be two of them. Um, it's interesting that in the Rosh Hashanah davening, um, the Chabad Machzorim make sure to say the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, the Shnei Seirei. In other words, the, and, and our Siddurim, our Machsarim don't actually mention that in the Musaf, the Avoda of mentioning the, the Musaf of, of Rosh Chodesh. So it's interesting that it didn't make it. Again, in some Siddurim, it does make it in. Um, but that's what it would be. In other words, you would do Rosh Chodesh before Rosh Hashanah. Now, how do you know this principle of Toder Mechabeiro, Koder Mechabeiro, Shanemar? Milvad Oilas Habaiker. Okay, so this, what we have here is the number one, which takes us to the side of the page. Let's make it a little bit larger and go to the side, shall we? Okay. Milvad oilas ha-boiker, asher oilas ha-tomid, tasu es so the Milvad, according to this drasha, means that this was probably a list of Kormanos. And it said, yeah, this is the Korban Musaf. This is in Parshas Pinchas. We know that. And it's saying, yeah, get, these are the Korban Musafs, the Korban Musafim to bring. And that's what you have to do on the various days. Milvad, So the simple way to learn this is make sure you don't forget the Eilas Habayikar. But the Mishnah is darshing it, the Eilas Habayikar comes first before any of the special Karbonai Musaf. So before we uh, check this Pasuk out in its source, let's do the Rashis together, shall we? Kolat Adar. Rashis Shabbos Tadir Mishchodesh Vachain Kulam. Okay, so I'm not sure what Rashi adds here. It's sort of in the mission itself. Um, maybe Rashi's saying that, you know, it doesn't mean anything that's not in the Mishnah. Again, this is sort of a, you, know, you, you, you want every Rashi to somehow ring a bell. And I'm not sure exactly. Rashi's a kolatadir, Shabbos tadir, merish chodesh. That's your classic example, which the mission actually says. Right, the mission actually says that Shabbos Kodman will be Chodesh. So 
what did Rashi add by saying what was already going to be in the Mishnah? I'm not sure. Don't have an answer on this. Um, yeah. and, and and again, this is our first time that we're looking at Masechtas Valchem. There might be a different. Uh, maybe the Rashi's weren't as perfectly essentially written as they are in other Masechtas. I don't know. And maybe there's obviously something that I'm missing. First thing is you assume I'm missing something, right? And what what was it that Rashi added that wasn't in the Mishnah? What is it that the reader needed to see from Rashi? If he couldn't wait one more line. Um, so, and obviously everybody knows Shabbos comes more often than Rosh Chodesh. So this, this is sort of like uh, a Rashi that doesn't conform to what we think Rashi is supposed to be. So I don't, ha- I don't have an answer here. Maybe there's, again, how, how much am I going to spend on it? I'm not going to spend too much time on it right now because I'm just trying to get my bearings in this, you know, in this foreign water right now. Okay, let's go to the next Rashi. So here Rashi is going to explain the drosha. Ha'asuye kvar. It says, milvad oilas habayker. Sounds like the oilas habayker has already happened. Ha'asuye kvar. Mashma. Hmm. I don't know. How did Rashi, how did the Mishnah and Rashi and Chazal understand that mentioning it means it's already happened? Let's look at the Pasuk again. How do you see that it's already happened? Sounds, again, that this has already occurred. I'm telling you what to do on the special Mus of Korbanos. But that's in addition to the Eilus Habayikir. Hmm. But that's already happened. Tasu es Eilu. Tasu es Eilu. Hmm. I don't know. So I think there's a subtle thing here going on. Novad Eilus Habayikir Shereilus HaTomid. Tasu es Eilu. As if now do the others. Um, in other words, the word Tasu sounds like the way this instruction goes, I know I just spent a bunch of time describing about a number of sukim describing these karbonim musaf. Now, hold your horses though. Milvad tasu So, even though in terms of instructions, one could interpret this as you have your choice, you could do the carbon tumid afterwards, just make sure you don't miss it. This verse taken by itself says, what's first in the verse? The Eilus HaBaker. Tasu is the command to now do the others. So that sounds like the Eilus Tamid is already on the table and should be done first. I don't know if I would have said Asuya Kvar, the way Rashi says it. But the fact that the others are being told to be done indicates they haven't happened yet. Right? So that... Is I could be what Rashi means when he says this verse is is that's the drosha of this verse to say that the tumid needs to actually be to, to be shechted. Now, does it need zrika sadam? That's another good question. How much of the tumid needs to be done before I move on to the musaf korbanos? Remember, especially on sukkahs or something like that, where it's a busy day. Oh, we got to get all these korbanos done. So, is the slaughtering? You would assume it's got to be more than just the slaughtering. You would assume that having the carbon done 
would mean the slaughtering and the Zerika Saddam. And, and this is, of course, based on my knowledge and your knowledge, probably of Kachim as well, of what you've learned in Mishnayis and other places. So what is it that it means, do the Korban Tumid first? Doing means, obviously, slaughtering it and getting the blood sprinkled properly. Now, you don't necessarily need to be stripping it and getting the pieces. I don't think... <laughs> I think that you could probably. So what the, the minimum, um, the minimum finishing of the act. Right. The minimum. Yeah. It was called doing the Talmud, getting the Talmud done, right? which is really based on a knowledge base of what in culture. So I, I again, I'm not the, the, the a big expert in culture, but I did learn it. So I would say that's, that's what needs to be understood. And that's called having it done. And the fact that, that the Oila is mentioned first and the other Korbanos that have been already discussed are now being commanded to be done in the future. You know, is, I, could that be what? Right. So I think that, is that, that what Rashi was saying? Yeah. I, Rashi, I, I, I think that's what, again, that, that's my, it doesn't fit into Rashi beautifully, but I think that's what Rashi, uh, that's what I would say. Now, when I, when I read the uh, translation of that puzzle and, um, in Parshas Pinchas. So remember, it starts with Shabbos, then it has Rosh Chodesh, and then it has, um, it mentions, um, the first day of Pesach. And it says, you know, Chodesh Arishon Barbasar Yom Chodesh, that's the Pesach. On the 15th day, seven days, Beyom Arishon, and what do we do? There's a special Eilul Hashem, parim, the two, two parim, one aisle, seven sheep. And what the mincha is. Then it says, Milvad Eilas HaBlik, Asher Eilas HaTomid, Tasu Es Eile. And we look at the definitive translation from the, from the stone edition of Tanakh. It says, aside from the burnt offering of the morning that is for the continual burnt offerings, Shall you make these? Meaning it hasn't happened yet. Shall you make these? I think that's the word that, that indicates that it hasn't happened, which means the Corbin Tum it has. So that is the, the, I believe what Rashi means. So that's what Rashi says. Mashma. Let's read it again. Shasuya Kvar Mashma. Sounds like it's already done because of the fact that the others are being Spoken about as being done in the future. Alma tmidim kadme limusafim. So that is what I would say just based on the Rashi. Okay. Um, here we now have in front of us on the screen. And here we have in the Allah Torah, look at that, you have. Monia Mitzvos, the Unculus, your Shalmi, Yonason, right? Yalkut Shimoni, which from the early time of the, you know, from the Rishonim, I believe, or actually the late, late, late Rishon, um, could be, I think it was a Shimon of Frankfurt, which I think is actually quite late. I think he's actually one of the Achronim, uh, but everybody quotes it as if it's the, you know, definitive Midrashim, Yalkut Shimoni. Anyway, so this this is um, this is Argamar that's being quoted here. So I'm going to skip that because I'm I, I want to get the original right now. Um, and just trying to check out Rashi, right? 
Here's Rashi. Where's Rashi? Hmm. And so I'm trying to check this out. And there doesn't seem to be a Rashi on the Pulsic. That's pretty strange. Need to be a Rashi on that Pulsic, even though this is the Pulsic that's being quoted here for Todor Michavero. That's uh, interesting. That's interesting. Well, what am I going to do now? I, I couldn't find a Rashi. All right. Um, I do see a big Meshachachma. I see a Mitziv. Um, I think that's 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 a little bit later for me. I see Hirsch. Um, and, um, and, yeah, I see Hirsch's... Uh, so before that, I'm just I'm just going to cheat a little bit here because I have the Torah Tamimah here open. Let's take a look. As we see. Um, uh, so it looks like I'm getting the answer, not like I thought. Let's take a look at the Torah Tamimah's quote of our Mishnah slash Gemara. So here we are. Aha, there's an extra word, which is milvad oilas habayker, asher laoilas hatamid. Aha, it's not just the fact that the word tasu. Not just the word tasu is in the future, the way I explained it. There's an extra phrase here. Asher la'ilas hatamid. Nevada ilas habayker. Okay, you know what it is. Okay, why, why do you have to mention that's part of that constant, it's part of that constant ola? Okay, I, okay, I know what that is. Uh, you already told me earlier that you have to bring a korban ola every day. So... Why do you need to say Asher Hatomit? So it's from that extra phrase that tells me always have the Tomid first. Not Hatomid, And I'm assuming this is going to be in the Gemara. But that's not what Rashi says in the Mishnah, right? Rashi in the Mishnah says that, oh, it sounds like the Oila is already done already. And then we extrapolate the idea of Tadir. The Torah Tamima here is seemingly, again, I'm going to bet Shiva that he's quoting based on our Gemara. I mean, he does mention the Gemara, but you see the way he explains it. Asher lo'elas hatomid. Meaning... That, that, it would be extraneous to say that. you Right. Which means that clearly what makes this special is the word tomid. Aha, it's consistent. Aha, consistency. The thing that comes first. The thing that's always here. The thing that's here every day. Loyalty to the to the to the plebe who comes in, right? Oh, not to the special guy. Oh, the plea. Oh, so that's what I'm talking about. Now the bays here lets me check out what he wants to say. Let's take a look. Can you see here? And now he's sort of like 
again, even the word milvad oilas habayker sounds like oila comes first. Not that it's not supposed to be done later. I don't know why that's true. I'm not sure why saying milvad means you could say milvad means don't forget about the oila. Do this one, but don't forget about that one. So I'm not sure why the words milvad mean that. Um, Meaning, and let's explain, there's, there's two levels here. The first level that Rev Epstein is teaching us is that from the word itself, now again, not either from the way I explained it in Rashi, he wants to say just from the fact that it says the word milvad, making it seem like is independent of these other guys. It's strong and it stays by itself. Not like, don't forget the Oivos It's like, don't forget your little, little brother. Make sure you take him when you go ice skating. No. Milvad Oivos I'm telling you about all these things, but of course, this in no way detracts from Milvad Oivos which is already here and been done. That that seems to be the way the Torah Tamima implies it. Not, not, maybe that's what Rashi means. I don't know. Again, I, I sort of, you know, threw out my own idea. But okay, but but now, how can we now turn this into a principle, Shiva, for everything? Toder Michavero, you know, Toder Kodem. So that's what he's going to say. Um, the the fact that it says Oila Satomid tells you that that's the reason why the Oila of Shachris comes before the Musafim. Ma Maila Yesh Oila Satomid. What what could be so important about Oila Satomid? What's so great about being consistent? It must be consistent means that it's always here. And it's always here means, right? So from here you learn that whenever you have an something that's here more often, that's more taught there, it always comes first. Um, okay. So that is the Torah Tamima has, you know, I don't know if he's complicated things or... Perhaps he's, I think he's at least given us some, some, some way to think about this in a little bit of a different way. Um, and then the next part is his own little addition. Um, and once it's open, I might as well check it out. Which is one of the things that we, our Mishnah says. Okay. In other words, Rishchodesh Musaf has a korban chatas. Bekaimalon, the chatas kodemes laola. We know the chatas always comes first. Okay. Whereas Shabbos doesn't have a chatas as part of its Musaf. So even though Todir Vesheno Todir means, you know, you should do Shabbos and its whole section of korbanos first. But one of the things Rosh Chodesh has is the is the Soyer Chaper. It has a Chatas, which the, the Musafim of of Shabbos don't have. So so we have two compete, competing um, two competing aspects, two competing uh, values. One value is the Todir, which is Shabbos and everything that's connected to Shabbos. But then we have this other idea that we learn out that the chata should always precede the ola. 
and since the Sarvish Kodesh has a Chattas in it, it should be, so it, it may be at least the Sawyer Vish Kodesh should come first, even though it's a Rish Kodesh Korban. So, but he says, that's when you have both of them here, and your question is, hmm, should I do the Chattas or do the Oila? Chattas always comes first. I haven't even gotten to the, the, all those animals that represent my Rishchodesh yet. I'm here working on Shabbos. Hey, but there's a Chattas in there. You know what? It's not on the table now. It's not like I have both, and the question is which one to go to. Yeah, I know that, I know intellectually, and I know obviously that there's a Chattas animal there. But right now, I'm not doing Rishchodesh. So therefore, I don't have to start saying, oh, which one do I do first? So therefore, In other words, basically what it means is, what does it mean that the Shabbos comes first? That you shouldn't even have the animals ready to go on the Mizbeach. Mm-hmm. It you should be corrupted. It should be... In other words, you should... You should I don't want to see those animals. Get them out of here. Right. Uh, you don't take away from the the normal one, the... because once you do that, uh, Baruch Epstein is saying you might have to take the chattas. Over but you can't because you can't pass over a mitzvah, so it shouldn't be in front of you, right? Right. Well, you always many times she, we have two mitzvahs in front of you. We have to say, well, uh, I'm not well, Superman. I got to do one first. So that's what Todder tells you, right? But the right. thing is, now that the chattas is here, he's saying. Chattas coming before Ola is a value that might be stronger than Tadir. So therefore, Rav Epstein says what probably what this means is, is that when we say that the Shabbos comes first, it means you need to, you shouldn't even get the Rishchodesh ready with those animals out of the pen, like holding there in, in, in the, in the chutz or wherever they are, because then, oh, did I see a Chattas there? Isn't that the Rishchodesh Chattas? Oh, let's bring that one. And that would be a problem. So that's what it means. So he says, If it turns out that they've already got the two animals out of the pen and they're sitting there, you know, in the, in the heichal, right? The animals, you know, it's a little bit of a precedent for, to have Dali here in the, in the shear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, we think yeah. about it. how could you be sitting here learning Torah, you know, holding this dog? Okay, well, you know, we're talking about animals like walking around in the in the base of Mikdash, right? You know, they're 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 braying and they're you know, so animals, great. Some of the holiest things we do in the world is with animals. Anyway, uh, anyway, the point is though. So we've got we've got the animals here. No, don't don't bring the animals out yet. You might have to take, now again, he's saying you would have to take the whole series because, you know, once you're in the Rosh, oh, Chattas? Okay, Rosh Chodesh, you're first. You've got a Chattas. Vizid of Rosh Chodesh. He says, that's something new, but Sarah Thomas. Okay, so this is a nice little thing to talk about. And it's sort of, in a way, in my mind, what this does, it's not essential, but it gets my feet wet in this subject. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, I've tried today, I don't know if you've noticed, to mm-hmm. to sort of give a couple of introductions to Kutchum while I was doing the Mishnah, right? I talked about, yeah. I talked about, um, you know, uh, Shiniak Kosovo Akev and some other things. 
So that's part of you. You know, okay, you know this this Torah Tamima sort of, in a way, I'm not sure how essential it is. There is there's an element of what, what we got out of it was what was the drasha from from Asher Lo'ayvos HaTamid, but it's actually Milvad Oyvos HaBaykir indicates that the Oyla is there in its totality. I was saying it's from Tasuas Eila. He was saying it's from Movado Wasaboker. But then we have this other thing which allows it to be learned out to continuous places, to other places, this principle. So that's what we've gained by looking at the Pusik. And so principle also applied to the halachas of davening nowadays. Right, exactly. If that, you say Musaf before Shachris, it was wrong, but it's still okay. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yes, 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 that's right. that's right, Sheila. Yeah, you're combining what we're doing. Yes, exactly true. Um, the, um, you know, as I'm looking at this page, I can't help myself, but check out an idea here that I just want to just, just, you know, see the Meshachachma, the, the genius, you know, sort of like, I know there's going to be some genius in what he has to say. Let's take a look here. He says, Tzorach Tam, Madua Leikosov Olas Haboker Bishum Mokom, Raklagabi Pesach. Hmm. He wants to know why this was the place that you say Olas Haboker. So it, here is the whole section 28. And of course, the, the Korban Tumbit is called the Keves Echotas Haboker. There we are, the Korban Tumbit. Um, this, of course, is a famous pasuk, the Asuya Bahar Sinai. Which the Gemara has a lot of fun with, and you know, but what does that mean? And what, what do we what do we need to know that that was the thing that they were brought at Har Sinai? Why is that crucial? We'll talk about that in a different time. Um, and again, if you take a look here, Biyoma Shabbos. Now I'm getting a little. My brain is, is starting to kick in. Biyoma Shabbos. We also mention, as we say, there's no chattas, but there are two extra olas, right? There's the two sheep uh, that come extra on Shabbos, right? These are extra olas that are brought, which we call the carbon musaf. And of course, you have the libations and the meal offerings that come along with it. And then it says, And then it says, That doesn't, no, it doesn't say milvad. So, even though the word al could be construed of, uh, uh, that should be on top of the Eilos HaTamid, which means the Eilos HaTamid's already here. That's not the Pusik that proves the Tamid is first. That could be means the Tamid's afterwards, right? Al Eilos HaTamid, which we know is the Tamid Shoshacha, right, Sheila? And that's, this, the Shabbos Pusik didn't prove that. We didn't even quote that Pusik by Shabbos. Now, and, and probably because it doesn't say Milvad, it says Al Eilos HaTamid. And that could mean, hey, I'm going to do your Musaf, baby. And you know what? On the Eilas HaTamid, which means the Eilas HaTamid's coming afterwards. You know, it's sort of like the, you know, Al Eilas HaTamid. It's like, it's like, like you're putting the peanut butter on the, on the bread, <laughs> which means that the, the peanut butter is first and the bread's underneath it. And even though you get your bread out first, but th- that's the way you could read it. Now let's take a look at Rishkodesh. Rishkodesh says, Usiris Mechad Lachatus, right? Al Eilas HaTamid, Yeyose. Hmm. So Yeyose sounds again, not Tasu, and it has Al Eilas 
So again, it could be the Yosat Tamid is second. Then we get to Pesach. So again, we get the Korban Musaf. And then when we describe it, we have Milvad Oilas Habayikir. Asher Oilas And then, as I said, the word Tasu. Now, the Meshachochma's point is, why is this called Oilas Habayikir? Shabbos, we just called it, what did we call it on Shabbos? On Shabbos, what did we call it? The Oilas Hatomid, right? Al Oilas Hatomid. That was... Um, what it was called on Rosh Chodesh, right? On Shabbos, it was called the Oilas Tamid. And we sort of understood that it was the morning one, right? Now, why in Pesach do we call it, hmm, what are we calling it? We're calling it the Oilas Habayker, Asher Oilas HaTamid. Now, if I go to um, Shulas, of Yom HaBikurim, let's take a look and see the way the Korban Tamid is described. Milvad Oilas Hatomid. It doesn't say Milvad. Again, what does it say again by Pesach? Milvad Oilas Habaykar Sher Oilas Hatomid. So here, if I'm correct, you could have learned out from Shruas, from the word Milvad, that, if the Torah Tamim is right, that the Korban Oila was first. Because remember, it says, Milvad, Oilas Hatomid, which he says is enough. Um, and it even has my diuk of Tasu, which indicates that you're going to do everything else before the Tomid. So really, this Pasuk could have proved, Shvuas, the Bikurim Pasuk could have proved, if it, whether it's my interpretation or Epstein's interpretation, this could have proved that the Korban Tomid of Shachris was there before the Korban Musaf of Shvuas. But, but as, 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 Rav, as the Meshachachma points out, or Meir Simcha points out, it doesn't say Milvad Oilas Haboker, right? Um, if we go to the next chapter, let's take a look and see the pattern. So now we have um, Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah, what does it say? Um, Rosh Hashanah, it says... Milvad Olas Hachodesh. <laughs> there you have a Milvad. That's the Korban Rishchodesh. And then it says, Olas HaTamid Umin Chosa. So it actually has to put two things in advance, which is Rishchodesh. And remember the regular Olas Tamid. Again, with the word Milvad. But it doesn't say Asher Olas HaTamid. It doesn't say anything about Shachar. Anyam Kippur, when it talks about the Tamid. Um... It mentions the Chatas Hakipurim, um, which is the Oilas Hatamid. Hmm. Again, Sukkis. How does it mention the Tamid? Milvad Oilas Hatamid. And that's mentioned um, almost every day of Sukkis, right? Every single day is different, so therefore the Rabbi Shalom had to write these Psukim. And every single time it says Milvad Oilas HaTomid, but never says Oilas HaBaker, never says the word Asher Oilas HaTomid. That's unique to Pesach. So, now that we have justified and understood what Rameh Shachachma's point is, right? Rameh Simcha's point. Let's take a look and see. Sarach Tam, Madua Leikosav Oilas HaBaker, Bishum Mokum Rakavi Pesach. V'yitochem. 
Okay, so now this is the sort of this is sort of like the real thought question. Why do you think it calls it Boker only by Pesach? <laughs> when we talk about figuring out the hours of the day, the real way of looking at it is the Zohars, which means what? Every single day is exactly, in other words, the Shazmanios, you know what I'm talking about, Sheila. Shazmanios, of course, means yeah. that every, and this is a principle that the Rambam and his parish Hamishnah really elaborates on in, in Brochos. And it's from the Rambam that everybody really begins to to construct the way the Rambam writes it so elegantly to construct this idea of, you know, how many hours are in the day. There's always 12 hours. How many minutes are in each hour? Yeah. Which means, which like means, now the day, I don't know if it's... It, has 50 minutes approximately, 50 right? 50 minutes, yeah. Like our, our 50 minute hours now. So the three, if you, if you want to dive in chakras before like three in hours. <laughs> that would be good in school, wouldn't it? Um, well, well, I guess it wouldn't because people would be confused. But you're right, the 45-minute periods, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah, where they do, yeah. Right, right. So, And that's really tied in, I think, to the attention level, like our class, right? 12, 15 to 1, we expect in 45 minutes, we expect people to start tuning out. So anyway, the point, though, is, though, is that Shazmanios is a big principle that everybody holds up, but uh, the Chassidim brought... To the fourth, especially the commander rebbe, the Chayve rebbe, those people, um, and here we're seeing a, a, a litvak like the mayor Simcha also mentioning it that the ikar the b'minyan shows kazoar shud be shows nek shavan liyom be shows nek shavan lalayla bezman tfilo who shnei shows kodem chatzos and what does that mean? Bezman tfilo every day, it's ten o'clock. Lo zmaniot. In other words, it's not shosmaniot. Im kain ad he shos mechshav boker, which means until ten, it's called morning because you daven in the morning. Kadam reperak tfiyos hashachar. Im kain bereish tkufas nisan, hainu nisan de tkufa shos ayom b'vay l'shavim. So basically, nisan is the perfect. Even though you know the Zohar says that's the way it is every day, Nisan is a reflection of that perfect um, equinox where you have the twelve and twelve. Bimkain beresh tkufas Nisan, hainu Nisan de tkufa shaos ayom b'layla shavin. Vaoz mechuven hey shaos biyom. If you get to ten o'clock, it's exactly misho sheheir hamizrach. The kiven ayom b'layla shavin. In other words, the other holidays where the Korban Musaf is brought, you're not going to have an equinox. Basically, what you might have is, I'm sorry, uh, you know, I, I misinterpreted. Basically, what you're going to have is, is that, um, in other words, in Nisan, you know, that um, you know that uh, 10 o'clock, which is the time you have to get the Corbin Tumid done, is exactly five hours from the time dawn occurred. Right? 
because since it was a, a perfect equinox of 12 and 12, but on the no, other, and yeah. the other, other months, it could be that dawn might not occur at six, right? Might not occur at six. Right. So therefore, and we know that we say you have 10 hours from the time of Chatzos, which is the fifth hour. It's really and, and according, and since we're going to follow the Zohar anyway, it'll turn out that's not really Boker. In terms of the physical reality, it's not really Boker. Even though you might be bringing the carbon then. In other words, you're going to be able to bring the carbon till 10 o'clock, because the Zohar is right. However, the physical reality is, is that it's not really Boker anymore, because it's more than five hours from when the chatzos happened. Shekfar over shisha shows manios. Because the Rambam is right in terms of physics, in terms of the actual amount of hours in those minutes, in those hours, in terms of figuring out. Because the days do get longer and shorter. But the way it's done in the Beis HaMikdash is still based on the Zohar. So therefore, you're going to have a carbon tumid being brought when it's not really the boker, it's only halachically called the carbon of the morning, but it's not really boker. Imki mikri boker le'inyan tamid. In other words, as far as the tamid goes, as far as davening goes, you can still daven. Because it's very crucial that there should be that day, like in the beginning of Pesach, where it's actually an equinox day. Anyway, did I say it was brilliant? I told you, this is brilliant. Okay, so this is an example. Again, we sort of like got our feet wet and we sort of, you know, we got this, a sample of brilliance and interesting. Yeah. (laughs) In other words, words, Verve Epstein gave us interesting, which was, you know, it definitely made us think uh, and know. But, you know, you you walk into the Meshachachma there's a reason why it's called Meshachach, you know, there's a reason behind, and I think that's given us, as you say, Sheila, a, a, a definitely a good good start in terms of getting, you know, getting our heads wrapped around. Kachim! Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 